the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ on that very first Christmas day, when God came to dwell with us as one of us. Just to keep you on your toes, I'm going to pose you a question. What are you hoping for this Christmas? Yes, what are you hoping for this Christmas? And this question really springs out from this first Christmas story that we've just heard and been reminded about. Having been visited by an angel, travelled to Bethlehem, and then giving birth far from home, in not ideal circumstances, it probably wasn't what Mary and Joseph would have planned. But God's greater plans do not always fit our expectations. As we'd heard, that first Christmas started in Nazareth, many miles to the north of David's city, Bethlehem. An angel visited Mary and told her that she had been chosen to give birth to the baby who would be God's son, the Messiah, the great saviour, for whom the Jews had been waiting for hundreds, indeed thousands of years. The census took Mary on the long journey to Bethlehem. Unfortunately, she didn't have to travel alone. Joseph, who was promised in marriage to her, was with her. Now, Joseph also knew who Mary's unborn son was going to be, because the angel had also visited him. So off they went to Nazareth from Bethlehem. They would likely have travelled slowly and carefully to avoid harming both the mother and the baby. But as we've, remind, as we've been reminded, the result was that by the time they arrived in Bethlehem, there wasn't a single room left for them. No Travago or Airbnb to book ahead in those days. The only shelter available to them was a stable. It was there that the exhausted couple settled for the night. When Jesus was born, Mary placed him in the manger, an animal's feeding trough. Now this probably wasn't the Christmas that Mary and Joseph had hoped for. Some of the residents of Bethlehem were about to have an enormous surprise because God chose them to be among the first people to know that Jesus, the Messiah, their saviour, had been born. Part of the surprise was that these people were lowly shepherds. In those days, widely regarded as dodgy losers or riffraff. However, such a headlining and joyous message could only be delivered with lavish spectacle and sensational music. So on a hill outside the town... God filled the sky with his angels, singing praise to the Lord in heaven and peace to all who live on earth, for God is pleased with them. Do not be afraid, the angel said, for this is good news which will bring worldwide happiness. As soon as the shepherds had heard what the angels had to say, they made the decision to head into Bethlehem, maybe going from door to door, asking where the newborn baby was. 
they finally found Jesus in the stable and told Mary and Joseph what the angels had told them about Jesus. This probably wasn't the Christmas the shepherds had hoped for. It was far, far better than they could ever imagine. Many miles away in a far-off country in the east, we don't know exactly where, a group of wise men, the Magi, or in our story today, the stargazers, had become convinced through their studies that this was the right time for the Messiah to be born. They left their homes to make a long journey to seek him out. They knew where to go because God made sure that the special star was in place as a sign to guide them. They followed the star to Bethlehem, where Jesus was living. And this was likely some time later than Jesus' birth, and he may even have been a toddler then. When the stargazers found him, they gave him their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now this probably wasn't the Christmas the stargazers had hoped for, for they would have expected to find a new king in a palace rather than in such humble surroundings. So back to my question. Is this going to be the Christmas you hoped for? Well, clearly, a lot will depend on what you think the message of Christmas is about. Some might think that this is just a lovely story. If so, it's time to get back into your Bibles and get into the Gospels, then explore any footnotes and cross-references back to the Old Testament prophecy. Think about it. Mary could have been broken by the shame of being an unmarried mother, or even run out of town by her critics. But she wasn't, and they didn't. Mary surrendered to God's will. Joseph could have done a runner in the face of the gossips and tattletales, but he didn't. He also responded to God's will. The shepherds, as we've heard, they were social outcasts. But when they heard the good news from the angels, they moved quickly, first to confirm the news and then to share it. The wise men, the stargazers, they were foreigners. They lived hundreds of miles away. But they followed a star to discover what it meant. And in so doing, they discovered the saviour of the world. More than they could have ever hoped for. But here, I offer just a few words of caution. We should enjoy, but must not stay with Jesus in the manger. Amazing though that was. It was only the start. Once we realize how much God wants to give us, that he would be born as a human baby, Jesus the Son, that he lived a human life to show us, to show us how it should be lived, that he would explain God the, what God the Father was like and what he desires of us and for us, and then he would die a sacrificial death on a cross to wash away 
our wrongdoing, that he would rise from the grave to prove that death is defeated and that eternal life is available to everyone and anyone who surrenders to his will and follows him. And that through his blessed spirit, he is always with us. Then this truly can be the Christmas you hope for. So let's get beyond all the trashy commercialism and give or re-give ourselves to Jesus so that this Christmas marks the start or continuation or restart of our walk with him and ensure that this Christmas truly is the Christmas we hope for. Amen. Let us pray.